0: G'day. G'day, g'day, g'day. How are we all? It is Sunday night, about 20 past 10. And the local racer boys are going up and down the streets, honking their horns and waving at each other. Sorry, just reclaiming my borrow from a puppy. Who's determined to chomp on it? Hello, we all. Welcome. Foncha. Hello. Deirdre. I can't pronounce this, but I'm learning slowly. Ta an madra agam. An madra and droidroid. A dog, and the dog is in trouble. Well, I thought I would jump online to read chapter six of *Great Expectations*, which, of course, I am simultaneously recording on my uh, on my phone via Spreaker so that it will be uploaded as a podcast to Spotify and on this YouTube channel later on. My puppy dog is being a menace. She's chasing a piece of paper. She's only about five months old, nearly six months old. She's a little live Running around the place at the moment. She's gorgeous. Her name is Daisy. Right, where are we? I shall find my book, Great Expectations. So far, in Great Expectations... (laughs) Hi, Mayor puppy. Hi, my puppy. So far, in Great Expectations, it has been established that Pip is an orphan boy who lives with his sister and her husband. (coughs) Ah, 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 no. No. Oh, naughty girl. No, absolutely not. You have to get down. Ah! Oh, she's down. Pip is an orphan who lives with his sister and her husband, Mr. and Mrs. Joe Gargery, the blacksmith and his wife. She's quite hideous at home but likes to keep up appearances by pretending to be a good fellow to all her friends. Pip has nicked some of her Christmas dinner to supply to an escaped convict who has been recaptured but didn't dog Pip in. Stayed, Stayed stum about it. And Kip and his sister's husband, Joe, went with the soldiers to witness the reloading of the poor wretch that was the escaped convict back onto the prison hulk moored in the estuary of the Thames near the marshes where they live. Shall we continue? I think we should. I have, in case you've noticed, put on some lo-fi beats in order to hopefully make better audio. So I'll try and speak over the top of that, I thought it might muffle the racer boys outside and the various creaks of the house and that sort of thing. As you can see I'm not recording in a flash studio, I'm recording in a front room on an aged Macbook that has fuzz. With straight noise. And a recalcitrant puppy. Which you are very. Very welcome. To joining my stream. And I would like to thank. All of my subscribers. Who have recently. Signed up. I do have a Patreon. Patreon is in. Um, my about or my community section of the channel so that would help me to make even more videos and uh, do feel free to drop a comment say g'day I appreciate you all minor triple zero Mr Sanfilippo Mr Rumble Clay you, you made the point of commenting so I knew that you'd listen to what I was saying as well that's what I was reading Thank you so very much. you're lovely. Now I shall try and speak about the Terrier Well, she who knows what she is? You saw her her name is Daisy she's she' met be Jack Russell but I don't know if she is entirely. she's adorable world she is. <laughs> Settle down. Settle down. I'll try and calm her a little bit before I attempt to regret expectations. Shall I? Shall I attempt to calm her down a little bit? Ah! Gentle, 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 gentle. Right back. Right back. My other dogs are Great Danes, which are considerably more placid than this little live wire. She's a menace, a menace, but she's adorable, look at her. How could you stay mad at that poon? Nope, nope, we don't gnaw on our kitty. Go down. Ah uh, ah uh, ah uh. ah uh, ah uh, ah uh. No down. Down there you have to stay if you're going to be naughty. Kids, what can you do? When I was twenty seven I was in a counselling appointment and I was said to the counsellor that I felt I didn't fit in to my local community because when I went to the football ga- games on the on the Sunday I didn't fit in with everyone who could wear designer jeans and like fashion from the local boutique and that sort of thing because I had lipodema so I was big so I could like barely fit into anything usually skirts you know and most people wore jeans and casual stuff on the weekend and I was stuck with dresses and things that fit and uh and i said to the council all they talk about the women who can wear all the nice fashion is like they talk about their buying more fashion for their kids out of like oshkosh catalogues and that sort of thing and she said wait until you're 50 all they talk about is their dogs and i was like oh my god that sounds like hell and now i'm in my 50s and i have um could be argued as far too many dogs, not all of them as well behaved as they should be, sit down, sit, ah, ah, you're going to have to sit very still, you're going to have to sit very still if you want to be allowed in anymore, good girl, good girl, oh, tired Bubby. are you overtired, tired like a Bubby? Right, let's put you down, and we shall begin, shall we? That's your book. <coughs> Chapter 6 of Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. Don't excuse do the High Speed Terrier. just decided to, uh... <laughs> so I haven't taken the zoomies at 10 o'clock at that. This isn't on, Daisy. Knock it off. Or I should put you away. Chapter 6 My state of mind, regarding the pilfering from which I had been so unexpectedly exonerated, did not impel me to frank disclosure but i hope it has some dregs of good at the bottom of it i do not recall that i felt any tenderness of conscience in reference to mrs joe when the fear of being found out was lifted off me but i loved joe perhaps for no better reason in those early days than because the dear fellow let me love him and as to him my inner self was not so easily composed it was much upon my mind particularly when i first saw him looking about for his file that I ought to tell Joe the whole truth. Yet I did not, and for the reason that I mistrusted that if I did, he would think me worse than I was. The fear of losing Joe's confidence, and of thenceforth sitting in the chimney corner at night, staring drearily at my forever lost companion and friend, tied up my tongue. Oh, goodness. No, there's no one outside. Come Roof, indeed. rough indeed. No, settle down or you have to go away. <laughs> What's the name of the villain in Oliver oh, the twist with the bull terrier? Is it Bill Sykes? You know what happened to the bull terrier? It hanged his little self. Spoiler alert. So be still, Daisy. Okay. I ought... "'to tell Joe the whole truth. "'Yet I did not, and for the reason that I mistrusted "'that if I did, he would think me worse than I was. "'The fear of losing Joe's confidence "'and of thenceforth sitting in the chimney corner at night "'staring drearily at my forever lost companion and friend "'tied up my tongue. "'I morbidly represented to myself "'that if Joe knew it, "'I never afterwards could see him at the fireside "'feeling his fair whisker "'without thinking that he was meditating on it. "'That... If Joe knew it, I never afterwards could see him glance, however casually, at yesterday's meat or pudding when it came on today's table, without thinking that he was debating whether I had been in the pantry. That if Joe knew it, and at any subsequent period of our joint domestic life remarked that his beer was flat or thick, the conviction that he suspected tar in it would bring a rush of blood to my face. In a word, I was too cowardly to do what I knew to be right, as I had been too cowardly to avoid doing what I knew to be wrong. I had had no intercourse with the world at that time, and I imitated none of its many inhabitants who act in this manner. Quite an untaught genius, I made the discovery of the line of action for myself. As I was sleepy, before we were far away from the prison ship, Joe took me on his back again and carried me home. He must have had a tiresome journey of it. For Mr Wopsle, being knocked up, was in such a very bad temper that if the church had been thrown open, he would probably have excommunicated the whole expedition, beginning with Joe and myself. In his lay capacity, he persisted in sitting down in the damp to such an insane extent that when his coat was taken off to be dried at the kitchen fire... The circumstantial evidence on his trousers would have hanged him if it had been a capital offence. By that time, I was staggering on the kitchen floor... She jumped. (laughs) She's fine. Oh, she's back. By that time, I was staggering on the kitchen floor like a little drunkard, through having been newly set upon my feet and through having been fast asleep and through waking in the heat and lights and noise of tongues. As I came to myself... With the aid of a heavy thump between the shoulders and the restorative exclamation, Yeah, was there ever such a boy as this? from my sister. I found Joe telling them about the convict's confession, and all the visitors suggesting different ways by which he had got into the pantry. Mr. Pumblechook made out, after carefully surveying the premises, that had first got upon the roof of the forge, and had then got upon the roof of the house, and had then let himself into the kitchen chimney by a rope made of his belly and cut into strips. Daisy, you're positively Dickensian. Shush. Shush, I say. A great day you never behave like this, I say. Got upon the roof of the house, and had then let himself down in the kitchen chimney by a rope made of his bedding cut into strips. And as Mr. Pumbleshook was very positive and drove his own chaise cart over everybody, it was agreed that it must be so. Mr. Wopsle indeed wildly cried out, No, with the feeble malice of a tired man. But as he had no theory and no coat on, he was unanimously set at naught, not to mention his smoking hard behind as he stood with his back to the kitchen fire to draw the damp out, which was not calculated to inspire confidence. This was all I heard that night before my sister clutched me as a slumberous offence to the company's eyesight and assisted me up to bed with such a strong hand that I seemed to have fifty boots on and to be dangling them all against the edges of the stairs. My state of mind, as I have described it, began before I was up in the morning and lasted long after the subject had died out and had ceased to be mentioned, saving on exceptional occasions. There you go, that was a brief chapter, but chapter it was, that was chapter six. I shall leave it there, given that I had a bit of a preamble before. So, thank you very much tune in to watch my stream, as I, read, as I read Great Expectations, I'll work through it, I shall return, I'll be off for a couple of nights, I'm going to get about this fabulous island of Ireland, I'm going to visit Dublin and Cork, and then I shall return in a few nights and I will read Chapter 7 of Great Expectations, but keep watching the channel so you can see me in various mm, scenic locations around Ireland. I won't have Daisy. (laughs) She will have to remain here. Poor Daisy. All right, I'm Mum and Dad. Please like, subscribe, share me around, and I'll see you when you've got nothing on. What if you could have a career?